Welcome to Sausage on a Fork, a podcast dedicated to the UK's longest-running children's drama programme, Strange Hill. My name's Neil, and in each episode, I'll interview a former cast member about their life before, during, and after their time on the programme. Okay, welcome to the next episode of Sausage on a Fork. I'm very pleased to say that I've been joined by Renee Montemayor, who played Bryony Jones. Renee, welcome to Sausage on a Fork. Oh, thank you, Neil. It's lovely to be here and connect with you finally after all this time. <laughs> thank, thank you for coming on. Okay, what we'll do, Renee, is we'll start right back at the beginning. Um, and if you can tell us um, how you got into acting. Wow. Uh, well, it started when I was really young. I was four years old. Right. And um, there was the production of The King and I at the London Palladium playing at the time with Yul Brynner and Virginia McKenna in it. Wow. And I had a fam- we had a family friend, an auntie, not a real auntie, but we call her auntie, um, <laughs> Tita, we call her. And yeah. she was working the lights up there and she was saying, you know, she told my parents, you know, they're looking for children to play the royal children in The King right. and I. Uh, would Renee be interested in it? And my parents said, oh, I don't know, let's uh, put her up for it. And then I got the bug, enjoyed it got the part of Princess Ying Yao Luck. I was four years old. And wow. um, at the time, my parents didn't really know about showbiz, you know, how uh-huh. theatre worked here. So they didn't realise that I had a script to learn. Um, this right. is a paragraph at the end, you know, this <laughs> right. farewell speech that's the tearjerker that's the end of the show. Uh-huh. And I was four years old and I kept going up to them on their mahjong nights. If anyone knows, that's like a Chinese game, it's like cards with their friends almost. Uh-huh. And they'd have magic nights and I'd interrupt their magic and they would always shoo me away and go, yeah, later, darling, later, later. And they'd have all their guests and everything. So I would go to the bedroom and luckily I'd started reading at that time. I taught myself to to read it wow. and with, with the director of the show as well. I mean, they coached me uh-huh. in rehearsals, but my um, opening night with your Brunner on stage being wow. my dad and my parents sitting in the front row. My mum nearly fainted. She absolutely <laughs> nearly collapsed. <laughs> Tiny little four-year-old me bringing out these lines, you know, yeah. <laughs> bringing the house down at the end of the show. And she felt so guilty. She said, I couldn't breathe. I was going to faint. I felt so bad that we kept shooing you away. Oh. <laughs> but made you proud. And that, that was the beginning. And, and all throughout, they sent me to normal school and, and all that. And then later on, when I was... Uh, in secondary school, I kind of went, you know, I kind of want to pursue this as a career. Yeah. So then they sent me to Sylvie Young's Theatre right. School. I did some classes there. And then later on, it was Miss Saigon was my next. Right. But I mean, what a start there. Four, <laughs> four years old with you, Brenner. That's nuts. That's well, I mean, one of the questions I always ask is, is, you know, did you get to work with anyone? But that's like, that's an amazing introduction, isn't it? There's like, there's not yeah. a, you know, I don't think you, you, there's not, you can't really top that, can you? I mean, like, <laughs> for your first job, to be honest, yeah. wow, that's that. You'll bring it on Virginia McKenna, that's a, that's quite a start. That like, so then, did, so which school did you go to after that, sorry? So I did, um, I wasn't full-time, right. uh, I, because I was, you know, going to normal school, uh-huh. so I went to Sylvie Young's Theatre School part-time, right. and in okay. the summer schools and things like that, uh-huh. yeah, and um, yeah, and then, Miss Saigon came into town when I was 15, I think. Yeah, uh, in the eight, I'm going to show my age now. In, in the <laughs> 80s, <laughs> um, it came into town and of course I loved it, watched it. I couldn't get it out of my head, was singing uh-huh. the songs. It was so emotional and beautiful. And I said, I'm going to be in that. And um, and they had the Miss Saigon school set up here by Mary Hammond and Cameron McIntosh, the producer. Right. Yeah. Because they couldn't find... Um, 
Asians who could in this country who could uh-huh. sing, dance, and act. There are not enough right. actors who could do what it required in the show. Uh-huh. Triple threats. So they yeah. decided to train us up um, because it was cheaper than flying people over from around the world from right. Asia. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. So I was part of that program. So that was part of my training as well. And then I wow. got into the show on my 18th birthday. Wow. And uh, not only got into the show, but also played the lead role, you know, understudying yeah. the role, which is a dream come true. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, wow, that's, uh, again, that's, 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 that's amazing as well. So while you were doing the, the Sylvia Young, while you were there, did you get any other work or did you get to work with anyone else as well? Yeah, when I was there, I got lots of commercial work. Right. So, um, yeah, lots of, yeah, different commercials. Was it Kool Aid drinks? I think was American, but one of my first, and yeah, it's with the big UFO that we all had to react to. Yeah, gutted there wasn't actually UFO. Was there anyone else at Sylvia Young with you? You know, like was there any sort of um, anyone, any names we might know? Uh, do you remember Kelly Bright? Oh yeah, uh, the upper hands and uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, wow. Kelly. Um, oh gosh, going way back. Oh, I can't remember now. I remember Kelly because we used to talk. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Right. Uh, yeah. And so then, was it always the theatre that you were ma- mainly interested in working in? Is that? Well, good question. No, I wanted to do everything. Right. So theatre was my jumping off point. Um, uh-huh. And then while I was at Miss Saigon, obviously, I got myself an agent and uh-huh. I continued training as well. I went to RADA for a summer. I just wanted to keep growing and learning right. and being the best actress that I could be. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, loads of classes, independent classes everywhere, just just hooked on yeah. expanding, you know, my yeah. knowledge and, um, and working with different people. But I do. I've done a lot of commercial work, and obviously TV. Yeah. You know, Grave Hill, <laughs> which yeah. I'm sure we'll talk about. Yeah, yeah. Um, we'll, we'll we'll come on to that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Hollyoaks, Coronation Street, loads. Yeah, loads. yeah. I mean, because you, you've mentioned a, a, a few there. The the first one, and I, I always I always apologise for this. My source of information is IMDb, which I know isn't always the most reliable thing. <laughs> but the first one that's down for television was it Teenage Health Freak. Um, and you were in i mean you figured quite heavily in that program and and 12 12 episodes i think it it was and you played a character called lindsay Um, and was was that your first sort of like major television i think so yes yeah Yeah. i should have looked at my cv before this interview trying to remember but yeah i think that was yeah that was while i was at sylvia young's i think right okay i mean yeah you probably should have looked i could tell you anything here and and you might tell me (laughs) you just have to agree with me um (laughs) and then there was a couple of other things there but is it true that you were in the fifth element yes right itty bitty role (laughs) (laughs) um and it's a shame because a lot of the scenes that i did were cut shorter but um you know when the cops fly in on their on their floating car uh-huh. and they yeah. order a McDonald's. Right. I was one of the McDonald's waitresses with oh, red right. hair and in roller skates and yeah. Just... I'm like I'm going I'm going to be completely honest about the fifth element. Um, I've only ever seen that once, and I was on an airplane, and we were coming back from our holiday, and I fell asleep during watching <laughs> it, and I woke up, and when I woke up, I think there was an alien singing on stage. And I yes. just thought, I thought, no, I'm not getting into this now. So I felt I went back to sleep. Um, <laughs> and that's the only time. And I've never got around to revisiting it. Oh, but, no. But I'll, I'll have, I'll, now I know that you you were definitely in it. I'm going after it. I'm going you after it. You won't see me. <laughs> you won't see me. 
um, but I was there. I'm in the credits still. Right. Oh, no, no, that's cool. That's uh, yeah, look, it's it's on your CV, isn't it? You know, yeah. It's, yeah, it works. That's okay. And then obviously you you've mentioned Hollyoaks, but there was a, a program in I I have to ask you about this in 1999 called Agony. Um, <laughs> can you explain what that was what that was about? Because the, I mean, it, the, the the premise of it seems quite interesting, but if yeah, if you could just explain sort of what that one was. Sure. <laughs> yeah, it's quite funny actually because um, they had a panel of guests. They had guests and a panel who like the agony aunts, right? And people would write in with their problems, but they were always kind of strange and and yeah, just bizarre problems. Yeah. <laughs> like my boyfriend prefers to sleep with his hamster instead of me, things like that. So yeah. kind of tongue in cheek. Um, so I don't know if there were real problems or, or made <laughs> up, but they were, they were really funny and interesting. And um, they'd have these, the agony aunts sort of giving advice and, or debating, you know, giving different right. advice. But in between that, there'd be the, the scenes, you know, uh -huh. of the, whatever the letter or problem was about. And we, there were a bunch of us actors that would act out the issue. Yeah. And play right. the characters in it so it was, i have funny fond memories of it because uh i was always playing something off the wall like yeah. i played the lady boy in it once right quite funny lady boy <laughs> yeah. it. I was like, that's the first for my career yeah <laughs> <laughs> things yeah. like that yeah okay and then just moving on just a little bit from then so well it, it went out in 2000 but obviously 1999 comes around and that's when you mm. join grange hill yeah um <laughs> So how did how did how did that come about? How did that that part in Grangeil come about for you? And just like most parts, my agent and manager, stroke uh -huh. manager, uh, gave me a call. Said the Grangeil are auditioning. We want to put you up for the role of Bryony Jones, which was, if you look at the name, not necessarily an Asian part. Yeah. Um, so I felt very very honoured that I was picked out mm -hmm. of quite a larger pool of right. actresses than I'm normally up against uh -huh. my casting bra brackets quite specific yeah. um so yeah i mean i auditioned met the director met none of the the other actors were there i had to read right. with the uh casting director and um and yeah it was pretty pretty straightforward it was just i think yeah. i had one recall maybe i can't right. remember it's so long ago and, and then that was it i was in but my original um contract was for three weeks right or was it wait a minute not three weeks three months three months sorry right. three months which then was extended and in the end i did three years yeah yeah, um, yeah. Um, so lucky <laughs> i mean i don't mean to sound rude in any way here when you joined grange hill you were obviously and not obviously no 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 you obviously just the way they use <laughs> not obviously you were uh older Dan, yes. Dan uh, Bryony was supposed to be. So I, I'm guessing you weren't watching Grange Hill at the time. It wasn't a, it wasn't necessarily a program you might have been watching at the time. But had you watched it when you were younger? Yes. Right. Definitely. Okay. Yeah. Okay. When I was growing up. Yeah. yeah. So I know I knew Grange Hill, and I was like, oh yeah, I, I want to be in this definitely. Okay. Okay. Like, like I say, uh, I apologise for anything I've just said to you no, there. Cause it's, I mean. No offence taken. No, <laughs> you're right, it's true. <laughs> because your introduction to Grange Hill, it wasn't the orthodox route that we would have met a character in Grange Hill, was it? Do you want to explain for anyone who might not have seen those episodes what your uh, who your character was and what your character did? Sure, sure. So Bryony is introduced 
into Grange Hill as a TV presenter uh-huh. who um, Nathan, uh, lovely Nathan played yeah. by the lovely Marcel McCalla, um sees when he's, because uh, Colin is also presenting yeah. Bryony, um, you know, their best mates, he comes to the studio, he sees Bryony, they have <laughs> an awkward kind of yeah. meeting and then she ends up going back to school, uh-huh. uh, joins a sixth form in Grange Hill and then their love story starts. Yeah, I mean, Nathan's, he's kind of besotted, isn't he, from the moment he sees yes. Bryony on the telly. <laughs> and, 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 and honestly, I think Marcel plays that role really, really well, doesn't he? Um, yeah, totally. Yeah. So, yeah, so you were a TV presenter with, with Colin. And and like I say, like you just said there, you know, the, the love interest, you were given that love interest sort of straight away, wasn't it? It was like hitting the ground yeah. running and, and you were straight <laughs> in. And like you say, eventually they got together and then Bryony moved to Grange Hill. And you've already said that probably wasn't the original plan, was it? Because you were only supposed to be there for three months so how did that extension then how did that come around how did that come about um it was kind of seamless it was just <laughs> after my first uh bunch of episodes it was like uh-huh. more scripts were sent in the post my agent right. contacted me and said there's more <laughs> and it just get me more and more scripts it was like Brilliant. yeah just keep going i'm i suppose i'm doing a good job if i keep getting rehired so yeah, cool. yeah and i loved it and i loved the team and and everybody there is so lovely so yeah Excellent. So, one of the questions I, I normally ask people is, "What was the relationship between the the children and the adults like?" But you were an adult playing a yeah. child, weren't you? Yeah. So, you know, who were your friends? Who were you like close with, or whatever, while you were there? Did you did you spend more time with the adults than uh, than the child actors? Do you think? Um. Yeah, I think. It's funny when you say adult and children, it's like a lot of the adults would we'd mess about as well. So <laughs> as well so, you know. Yeah. <laughs> there is no line. Um, no, but I, I spent a lot of time with the people I filmed with. So right. my classmates in the you know, uh-huh. in the story. So um a lot of time with Naomi Naomi Mensa, who played Claire. Yeah. Um, Vicky uh was played by um Emma. Emma Willis, <laughs> uh, and yeah, and Wayne, yeah, and Arnie, and there's the character names who you guys yeah, yeah. know, and yeah, so a lot of them guys, because we filmed together, uh-huh. and so after the first read-through uh, with the whole cast and the whole team, you kind of don't see everybody else anyway, because right. you're filming your scenes with your people, you know, uh-huh. yeah. Cool. Okay. And of um, course, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, we can't leave him out. Was there anyone that you that you really enjoyed working with when you were on the program? Gosh, all of them. I mean, yeah, the people I've just mentioned, but um, the boys were funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the boys would make me laugh, and uh, Kelly George would always make fun of me, like in between takes, trying to like make me corpse and things yeah. like that and Colin Ridgewell and yeah and like I said Marcel so we and because our storyline was quite funny as well when he's trying to chat me up and yeah making a mess of it yeah you know, all those scenes I have very fond memories of those because yeah. in between takes they'd also be um, yeah that, that, that bit with uh, with with uh, Marcel when uh, Nathan's talking to Brian he, and he's talking about that program that he used to watch as a kid and he he hasn't he hasn't realized that um Brian he was actually the kid on the program. 
and, and, he's, and he's really laying into it, isn't he? And then, then you say, well, actually, that was me. Um, oh, yeah. right, okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well done, Nathan. Um, <laughs> so then, so that was like sort of like your first series, and then yes, the the series twenty four then comes around. And I was looking last yesterday, and you were in all but one episode of series twenty four. And now that's quite a um, that, that that that's quite an achievement, that because I mean the <laughs> likes of the likes of Todd Carty, uh, Lee McDonald, that uh, they don't get like you know they don't get that many episodes. No way. Like, um, no way. Yeah. So realize that. <laughs> I mean, what I like what I like about series twenty four is it does give the six form a lot of a lot of exposure and and it does deal with a lot of the stories and what i what i like about it as well is um it's not just in the school you know there's a mm. lot like it does show the fact that kids who were set 16 and 17 do go out you know and, right. and they do go night clubbing because i know when i was in sixth form that was what we did every weekend you know yeah i mean, I, I couldn't do it till i was 18 because uh, believe it or not i looked like i was 12 until i was like 27. Oh, um, wow. <laughs> Lucky you. So, uh, yeah but, and, and i kept thinking that was happening and all of a sudden all my hair fell out anyway we're talking too much about me now um <laughs> but yeah i mean and so it, it did show you know a lot of the fact that you know they are going out and, and stuff and they are becoming young adults um yeah. but what it also dealt with and and I think they did did quite well it was a, a storyline that had been done years before but not in the same way was the, the racism yeah because obviously you were involved quite a lot in the, in those storylines and it's quite I don't know it, it, it's quite harsh because everyone like there's a there's a few different you know ethnic minorities in that series and they're all dealing with racism yeah. in their own way but there's a few people who, are, and they're all also some of them are being racist mm. as well. If you think they're about the likes of Claire, seems to have a real, you know, a, a, a real hard time dealing with, with a lot of diff, a lot of different races. But also Brian's brother Steve was it came That's in as right. well, and he he also you know didn't didn't like the fact that Brian he was going was going out with uh, with Nathan and stuff. Yeah. How how did it feel like you know when you when you're told that this is what you're gonna be doing this is what you're going to be your character's going to be dealing with how, um, how, how do you deal with with something like that well you, you feel a great sense of responsibility because you are mirroring real life for a lot yeah. of people um as an actress though because uh -huh. we saw that there were going to be fight scenes and all of that it was like oh this is exciting some uh -huh. real drama some, something gritty to get into so i enjoyed that in that respect but like i said you you do realize that this is real life a lot of people are going through this is going uh -huh. to either inspire or motivate or you know help people through this if they're going through them through it themselves and actually um many years after i'd finished grange hill i was because thanks to social media <laughs> i was um, sent a direct message by a fan of grange hill who said thank you thank you thank you for your storyline on grange hill because i am a black man married to uh i think she's filipino Filipina right. wife, like just where my parents are from, uh -huh. my background as well. And they have two beautiful kids. And um, and he was saying it just, it really landed with him, our storyline. It really meant so much to yeah. him. Because that's their their reality as well. And uh -huh. I was like, wow, how powerful is art, you know? Yeah, um, definitely. Yeah, but definitely. Uh, I was honored to do it. I thought, what a great, 
yeah. gift to, I mean, to do something serious. The, the, the thing about Grangeville at that time, a lot of people, when they talk about Grangeville, a lot of people don't know about the later series and the later episodes. And certainly series 24 and series 25, to me, stand up with some of the, you know, the earlier series and storylines. And especially when you watch that storyline, yeah. Remember, remembering that it's a kids' TV program, and True. some of some of the language that gets used, you'd, True. you'd, you'd never get that on kids' telly. You'd, you'd, you'd never get that on. I mean, people were saying, you know, oh, in the eighties when when it was Gripper Stebson and people like that, some mm. of the language then, you know, that was bad. Don't get me wrong, but then I, if you watch these these episodes again, I'm not going to use any of the language, but I couldn't <laughs> believe that some of the language that got used. In, You've got in, a point. in 2001 it's like yeah. you know it, it's it's harrowing stuff isn't it and as you say there it's it's mirrored in real life you know it's what it's what kids are going through but the interesting thing with this was it wasn't happening in the school was it it yes. was it was i mean they were grown fellas as yeah. well who, who were doing it and you know it just shows that it, it, it is it is going on it's, it does go on but it's handled really really well i thought they don't sort of they're not baby stepping around it you know, no. they're, they're, and and they're showing the fact that you know people do get into fights and stuff, uh, you know, yeah. and things like that. Do go on, okay? Yeah, no, that's a good point. And Grangeville has always been um, at the cutting edge. I think you know we talk about it being a children's program, but uh-huh. it was shocking back then, and, and yeah. even now it's it's still making waves. You know? Yeah, definitely, definitely. Now, the other thing about series twenty-four, this is a lot light, more light-hearted. This one, Brian, he ended up in a band. With yeah. uh, <laughs> with Wayne and Arnie and and Nathan and stuff. Now I know, obviously, I I, I know that uh, you do uh, singing and and things. What 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 was that like to film? Because Peter Morton was had been on and he'd said that recording it was was done in a mad rush. He said it was like yeah. he was told, "Oh yeah, where, where's your song?" And they were like, "What you're on about?" <laughs> and they said the recording. He wrote it. It was done really quick. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, what, so what, what was it like doing that, doing those bits as well? It was great. I mean, as a singer, <laughs> I yeah. enjoyed it. I think poor Peter, I think he, was it, I think it was him who wrote it because he, yeah. he was on the guitar and so he uh-huh. was, yeah, and he would call, they would call rehearsal and I would just kind of pop in. I'd learn the choruses and that. It wasn't that much for me to do, I don't think. I right. think it was, the pressure was on him more because he had to compose the thing yeah. as well as perform it. Um, but it was fun. And when we filmed the the uh, end of school show, uh-huh. it felt like we were a real band because they had like flying cranes and, you know, like they use in, in concerts yeah. <laughs> filming us. I thought, this is nuts. <laughs> And we had an audience, it was great. Yeah. Um, and the song was fun as well. <laughs> yeah, it was, yeah. Um, okay, and so then, so that was Series 24. Do you have any, before we talk about Series 25, do you have any sort of your own favourite things that you were involved in? Gosh, it was all good. Yeah, the presenting at the beginning and then the... Yeah, because it gets heavier towards the end Yeah. Brian Yeah, we, we, I, I would say... say Sorry, I was going to agree with you. I, I think that the happier times when yeah. Bryony and Nathan were in love and all the fun. I, I like the um, the courting, you know, when he's yeah. trying to, to woo her. Yeah. <laughs> that was really funny when he keeps messing up and she just rolls her eyes. That, yeah, yeah. all of those yeah. scenes. Okay, so then CD's 25. Now, 
Charlie Parker Swift, who, you know, was known as uh, John Hudson, John Joseph, mm. told me Series 25 was supposed to be the end. And that was, go- that was going to be it. And there was going to be no more Grange Hill after that. And Series 25, so we see a different side to Bryony. Mm. When she, because she starts planning for uni, you know, she's going to be in her mind, she's going to be going to uni with, she's going to be going to the same place as Nathan. She, and, you know, she's talking early on about how the fact that they are having a long distance relationship, but they're making it work. And then Vicky gets the, the unconditional offer. So they say, well, why don't we go and we'll see, I can get to see Nathan. And then all that. Do you want to explain what happens to poor Bryony when, when they go to see? Yeah, well, Nathan. spoiler alert to anyone who's not seen it. But Bryony catches Nathan being a naughty boy. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a girlfriend up there. So, um, yeah, obviously, Bryony's heartbroken, annoyed and heartbroken yeah. and breaks it off with him, which is really sad because they were such a cute couple. Yeah, they were. Um, yeah, and and then she spirals from there because yeah. she actually really did love him. Um, and and things just go from bad to worse. And she yeah. Died. Because she ends up, you know, kissing Matt. That, yeah. Oh, poor Matt. Poor Matt. It did become apparent really quickly that she wasn't really interested. She was just sort of, I don't know. She says she's having a laugh, doesn't she? She just, I think yeah. she just wants to be, a, you know, a bit of a, you know, just, just have fun. And Matt was obviously, Matt was... Besotted with Bryony and the way Bryony was besotted with with Nathan, I yeah. think. You know, like she'd tell him that she was having a night in, when really she was out with with with, with the girls, and he'd catch her on on all that. Like he was right. Yeah, he, 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 she didn't. She wasn't very nice to him, was she? But as you said, she had a lot going on, and then it became apparent towards the end of series twenty five that something wasn't quite right with Bryony. Matt thought she was pregnant and. Yes. And the room, the rumor started flying round. But could you want to explain what what actually happened? Like, another spoiler alert here, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> I've been out for a long time, so. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, unfortunately, yeah, people think she's pregnant. People think there's something up with her, but they can't quite guess what. And then eventually, Bryony breaks down in the toilets to um, her friend Vicky that she's basically making herself sick she's got bulimia uh-huh. um and she needs help so matt and vicky try and get her some help uh by which time we're at the end of the series and unfortunately she never gets that help because just as she's telling matt spilling her heart out and actually having their first real connection i feel their uh-huh. real first real moment the school <laughs> yeah. um, and unfortunately they're right there where the explosion happens. So. Yeah, I, I was gonna, I was gonna ask you because in series twenty six, it's not really, it's not talked about, it's not discussed what happened. What do you think happened to Bryony? Oh, I think she definitely died because right. she was right in the building. Uh-huh. They were right there. Yeah, you yeah. saw the whole building explode, all the windows pop out on the yeah far side of the building. So let alone them being right in the middle, yeah. I think they would have perished, unfortunately. <laughs> Okay. Um just going just going back to the, the eating disorder storyline. Did you yeah. did you have to do any research or anything for that? Or was it just a case of here you go, this is what you're doing? Yeah, no, actually, thank you for asking. Um we 
I was surprised actually when I joined Green Shield that I didn't know that it was such a team uh, uh-huh. effort uh, yeah. because we had some input into storylines sometimes. And at the end of series 24, or yeah, they, they asked us if we had any ideas, what, what do you want your character, how, how can we develop or any suggestion for storylines. And, and I put that up as a suggestion. I went, well, right. how about an eating disorder thing? Because this is something that happens. Um, yeah. Cool. So, yeah, yeah. And so, did you <laughs> did you have to research that, or did you were you just sort of did you just get on with it? Did you research eating disorders and how people reacted and stuff? Yeah, I researched right. everything. Yeah, right, always. brilliant. Okay, <laughs> no, that's excellent. Then, okay, so so when the series twenty five, which was supposed to be the end of Grange Hill, and as you said, there was definitely the end of Bryony Jones, and. Because it, I was when I was speaking to Charlie, he said he said there was always rumours that Grangeil was gonna was gonna finish, and he said, and then he never knew. Some people didn't really know where they were gonna stand. I suppose it was different for Bryony because she was coming to the end of sixth form anyway, so she probably wouldn't yeah. have, have have carried on and That's made, right. made the move. I mean, you wouldn't have made the move to Liverpool in that. Okay, so then after. After Grange Hill, after, I mean, as a 40, 43 episodes for, for Bryony there, like, as I say, 23, or was it 20, or 20, 19 out of 20 episodes or something um, in one series? That's quite good going. Like, um, I've learned something. Thank you. <laughs> Giving me the numbers. <laughs> so then, at, when Grange Hill finished, did, did you just, did you go straight into the theatre or? I mean, because I've got a, there's a few bits. I know there's a few bits that you've done um, on telly yeah. since, but was it straight on straight um, into theatre from Grange Hill? It it's never planned. Like I never said, okay, now I've done TV. I, I want theatre next. Right. Or, yeah. I always just go up I, with my agent. We just he puts me up for everything, uh, and I just go up for everything. And whatever you know yeah. happens, happens, and I'll accept whatever role I feel most excited about. Um, but what came up straight after that was South Pacific, the national oh, right. and work with Trevor Nunn, who is, you know, yeah. <laughs> Trevor Nunn, Sir Trevor yeah. Nunn. Um, <laughs> I thought this is a great opportunity and I'm back into the musicals again. I get to sing and dance and um, yeah, have a, have a change. Um, but I'm always open to everything. So right. it just happened that that was cool. what was available at the time, what, yeah. what I was offered at the time. Um, yeah, so I did that straight after. And then it was during that, because I remember I was still doing that when the BAFTA Awards came up and I had to, yeah, I went and uh, met Todd Carty and uh-huh. yeah, we, Grange Hill won the, the, was it 25 years Lifetime Achievement so, Award? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah. So I was there as part of representing the new cast. Ah, right. Um, okay. Yes. <laughs> and so very, very honoured to help pick up that award. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant. And, so, and then I remember after that, yeah, then I had to go work the next day. <laughs> right, okay. Yeah, still tired from that event. <laughs> yeah, okay. So then, as I say, there was a couple of bits then on television. You know, you were in uh, Lewis, which was Morse, wasn't it? Um, the extension of Morse. And then you mentioned earlier on Coronation Street, two years apart, but it was the same character, wasn't it? Yeah, it was yeah. amazing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Continuing my, my doctor's <laughs> yeah. being a doctor. <laughs> um yeah, yeah. That, that was quite i mean i could tell you a story about yeah you go go for it yeah so it's quite personal though all right <laughs> okay your, your listeners <laughs> might find it interesting um yeah the because 
obviously Coronation Street is uh, they they film a lot and and don't want the storyline. Well, same with many most of the TV series uh-huh. out there. Um, they don't want the storyline to be leaked right. or ruined. <laughs> um, it's all very very much confidential. Um, and I don't know if you know that when actors get their sides, which is their scripts for the audition, our names are printed across it. Right. So you know, so if we photocopied that or sent it out anywhere to the press. They'd know the source, right? Because yeah. our names are right on there, um, which is very clever, I think. Yeah. Um, but when my agent sent me to audition for, uh, to, to, to the casting for Coronation Street, they were so protective over it that we couldn't read the script until we got there. So yeah. that's quite amazing. Yeah. So I remember going there on the train and then have, we there's quite a few of us in the waiting room being handed the script at the same time, opening a brown envelope and learning it really quickly and then being called up one by one. And unfortunately, I mean, it's quite a sad story. Unfortunately for me at the time, uh, my hubby and I had been trying to get pregnant for many years um, and it just wasn't happening. And just had, I had a lot of difficulty Uh with that in my life. Um, So I was heartbroken because we had just lost a a baby that we, a long time trying to trying for uh-huh. so i was really sort of still grieving and still processing that it was very new to me and then lo and behold when i opened the script guess what it was wow yeah oh, no way. So i remember going oh oh my god this is going to be difficult to do gutting but also i really want to be in coronation street yeah. because it's coronation street and yeah. i really want this part but whoa this is hard um, and then I went up there and I kind of said it to them. I said, look, I just, just to let you know, thank you for giving me this opportunity, but yeah. <laughs> uh, I'll do my best, but I've just, this is what my life is at the moment. Literally yeah. what you've written is what I'm going through. And I remember them being so beautiful and wonderful and kind and, and apologizing to me. And I said, no, don't apologize. It's <laughs> not your fault. Yeah. And then, well, you know, we, we didn't realize that that would happen if, you know, and obviously, uh, you know, we, we didn't mean to ex- upset uh-huh. anybody. And I said, no, it's, it's fine. I'm not upset. And they said to me, would you be able to do it if we gave you the part? I said, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Don't let that get in the way. I said, yeah. it would be good, actually, <laughs> if I got it. Um, and then, of course, I got it. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I just thought, wow, what a coincidence. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh. and that happens a lot, art imitating life and life yeah. imitating art. Um, but that was one of the sad ones. But to me, it, it turned into something positive because yeah. I got part and yeah. I've got Coronation Street on my CV yeah. and I'm always happy when I go there. They're always so lovely, the whole team and yeah, I just so feel what, so blessed. So when you when you go back, when you went back for the second time, did you have to audition yeah. again or was that just a case of, no. you, you know, we, 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 we want the same doctor, is that how yeah. that one way? Right, okay, yeah. cool, okay. And then, and, and then you were in Doctors as well? Yeah, <laughs> I had a, a string of playing because I did commercial work as well. And for a while, I played a doctor like four times in a row. And oh, I thought, right. I actually feel like a real doctor now. <laughs> okay. Um, so then let's, if we kind of, we talk a bit more then about your, your theatre career. Yes. Because I know that is a massive, not, it's not just a job for you, that is, it's a massive passion that you've got as well. So, yeah, if you can just, you know, talk us through sort of some of the things you've done, um, some of the, you know, any anything you're really particularly proud of. Um, I mean, it's for me, it's, it, it doesn't top working with you, Brenner, when you're four years old, I'm afraid. But, um, 
<laughs> well, yeah, if you, you know, you, you can just talk us through that because that'll be, I mean, that's, uh, that, that's something else that, like. Bless you. Thank you. Uh, well, Grain uh, Hill, <laughs> I think, well, they're all, you can't say what tops the other, but I think yes. Grain Hill is amazing, uh, but that's TV. Um, I was going to say, Miss Saigon, to me, um, is, is a big part of my life because uh-huh. I, I was mesmerized by it the first time I watched it. It just affected me so much. And obviously it's history as well. So it's uh-huh. not just some story, it's the Vietnam War happened. Um, so again, you have a responsibility to tell this story with, with you know, gravitas and, and respect. Um, but also I met my husband there. All right. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, it's it's our true love story. You know, I would watch him in the wings, going, "He's really good dance. He's really nice." Uh, <laughs> I'd tell him, uh, and he'd be like, oh. and then he'd be watching me secretly in the wings, and yeah, just yeah. And so there's that, and uh, yeah. and you, you know, man in uniform, uh, <laughs> the GI. That's, that's the main thing, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, no, but you know, working with these amazing producers. Cameron McIntosh, uh-huh. who's top producer in this country, in the world, uh, and then the amazing composers, uh, Claude Michel Schomburg and Alain Bublil. It's just, to me, I just felt like it was such an honor. Every every night I'd go on yeah. and enjoy doing it, as, and then just going, God, I can't believe this is happening. This is real. Because yeah. that was one of the shows that I went, I'm going to do that. I'm determined to do that. And I made that happen. Yeah. I really you know audition for in fact my audition for that <laughs> i have a story for you again if you yeah want. um because i was only 15 at the time so i was obviously too young i had not much uh you know i wasn't like i was trained a little bit like i said i'd done part-time work mm-hmm. at sylvia young's but i'm i wasn't like a full-time trained actor triple threat right, um yeah. not until i got into the miss saigon school so previous to that you know i didn't really have that much training and um, I saw in the stage newspaper, I saw an audition and it was an open audition and it meant that I'd have to bunk school because it was on a school day. Right, okay. I was 15 years old and I didn't tell anybody, right? Right. <laughs> <I> bunk school, <laughs> left the house in my uniform, bye! And then <laughs> <laughs> went to the theatre, Theatre Royal Drury Lane. And bless my little heart, I didn't know what a West End audition was going to be like no. so I walked in there and suddenly I saw these professionals and they're adults as well right in their dance wear and stretching and second and in the splits and doing their their scales and singing and I I, I was so scared because there I was in a little business suit because that's what I thought you know meetings were about <laughs> <laughs> so I was like in a little oh my god a white shirt a belt and loafers and oh my god it was just horrendous and I remember not being able to pick up the dance moves being so nervous and I just learned the song the night before from Les Mis I mean no one does you you wouldn't do that um (laughs) I was 15 and I didn't know and they must have seen something in me because obviously I wouldn't have tried myself based on that audition um (laughs) (laughs) but they saw the determination and you know they'd give me notes and I'd take the notes on board and I would really go for it um and that stage if you I don't know if you've ever been to the theatre or Drew Lane it's huge it's one of the biggest in the west end and so to travel just even to walk from one side of the stage to other to another it's tiring so we'd have to like do these routines across the stage and really travel with the dance moves and you know and and it was knackering and they saw me just going for it 110 percent just 
Renee style. I always go for stuff. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then I got it. I got into the school. They trained me up for three years and I really worked hard on my voice and my everything, dancing, uh, as well as going to normal school. So my schedule was nuts. I was just completely always working, if yeah. not at school, but on my on my craft. Uh -huh. And then on my 18th birthday, I got into the show. Brilliant. That was my birthday present to myself. <laughs> just, just, just going back then to that audition, um, how did your parents react when you went home and told them what you'd done that day? Or, di or didn't you tell them what, what? you'd done that day? No. <laughs> <laughs> I went home in my uniform. <laughs> I didn't tell anybody. Because obviously also, if I didn't get the part, there would be no shame. Yeah. But um, obviously when I got into the school, I had to tell them. They were very proud. <laughs> excellent, excellent. That, that's good then so so just moving on so what is it what is it that you're doing now with with the musical theater and stuff right okay so <laughs> thanks to the good old pandemic yeah <laughs> um i'm i'm taking a little bit of a break from showbiz i will be back right. um but i've you know because we didn't work most people didn't work for the last two years uh -huh. um so what i have been doing is on, I don't know if you know, because we're friends on social media, but on the side, I also um, do sort of life coaching, inspirational, motivational uh -huh. talks and, and workshops. So during the pandemic, I kind of flip into that mode more. And so I'm kind of finishing off what I started during the pandemic right. and yeah. making sure that that's grounded and then I can come back and and work on stuff. And also I was meant to be filming during the pandemic. I can't right. say what. Oh, right, but okay. I had another TV series. <laughs> yeah, it was a TV thing, and unfortunately, you know, the no. pandemic killed that. So no way, yeah. no, no sign of that coming back then. Not that I know of. No. Right. right. <laughs> so yeah. yeah. So so with all of that, I just thought I'm just going to focus on something else for now. Um, but that's I'm not gone forever. Right. <laughs> um, I'm just finishing off what I started. And then I can't wait to get into some juicy. <laughs> yeah. You see, I think TV. I'm I'm kind of missing TV more at right. the moment. But I'm keeping my skills up by doing live streams every Wednesday. I'll, I'll let you know. Let me know. Yeah, when I'll definitely. All my stuff. But yeah, I do live stream every Wednesday from home just to keep the singing up and right. to you know to be the entertainer that I am uh -huh. um, until yeah until this business is is set up. <laughs> yeah, and so. The live streaming then, because I've I've seen you doing that a couple of times. Is that do you take requests on that, or is that just you saying, right, this is what I'm going to do? Bit of both. So right. sometimes I'll go and they they have different. It's a website called Sessions Sessions Live, um, and I'll give you the handle in a minute if you want. Yeah, yeah definitely. definitely. And they're every Wednesday, <laughs> uh, UK time, eight pm every Wednesday, mostly unless last two weeks I was ill, but. Um, yeah, that's when I'm on. So just once a week, I'll sing a whole load of songs. And sometimes they have festivals. So on those right. festivals, they have themes. So it's an 80s night or a 90s night. Uh -huh. um, oh, and I forgot in saying that. Yeah, I haven't completely stopped working. <laughs> uh, my husband and I, <laughs> uh, we're both doing our businesses at the moment, you see. So uh -huh. his business is a company called That Entertainment Company, which I'm a co-producer on. Right. So I help him produce shows. Um, and one of our first shows, our main show, is a show called That 80s Night, which if you guys are Grain Chill fans, you're going to love it because it's all the songs from the 80s, right? All right? I know you, Neil, you watch the original, right? So you'll yeah. love the 80s as well. 
Um, and yeah, so we created this show that we tour around and, and do gigs all around the country. And sometimes before the pandemic, we were in Europe as well. Um, so that's the other thing that I do. I, I gig with my husband and all our different teams singing fabulous 80 songs. And yeah. um, it's a very interactive show. It's not just singing. It's like we, we get the party going and everybody joins yeah, in. Yeah, brilliant. Quizzes and everything. Brilliant. One thing I did just want to ask you about about you know the, all the shows and stuff you've been in is it just mm. i say just it sounds like it's nothing <laughs> just the west end or do you, have you actually like gone like you know it, you know touring and you're like around the world and stuff with the tours oh, like yeah. right, good question okay. um i've toured around the uk right i haven't done no i haven't done worldwide tours right. i kind of some of my friends yeah i didn't want to be i don't want to be away from my husband <laughs> It's really sad. And now I have a daughter. <laughs> oh, yeah, finished my story. That oh, right, okay. eventually have a child. <laughs> Brilliant. I have a five-year-old now. Wow. <laughs> so, yeah, happy ending in, in the end. But, um, yeah, yeah, I kind of don't like leaving home for too long. It's really difficult because my husband also toured a lot. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it's very difficult because we're both touring. And we'd never see each other. Uh-huh. Okay. All right. Okay. So we're just coming up uh, sort of towards, oh no, here's a question, right? Uh-oh. <laughs> go on, go, going back to Grange Hill. Okay. The, the, the last few questions here, this, this is okay. not normally one of my last questions, but recently there's been talk of a Grange Hill movie, mm. right? <laughs> if you, if you were asked, would we see a return of Bryony Jones? So that's of course. Brilliant. Yeah. If they asked me, I would say yes. Brilliant. In a heartbeat, I, I would be honoured. Absolutely, yes. What are, what, are, what are your thoughts of them doing a, a Grange Hill movie? Oh, I think that would be amazing. I, I think a lot of people would want it. A lot yeah. of people would watch it. Um, and a lot of us would want to do it. Yeah, it would be an amazing grand reunion. Yeah, wouldn't it just? Yeah. Yeah. And I actually, I went to the, um, was it the 40th anniversary? Yeah. One, yeah. That a few years ago, and I sang an 80s song. All right. <laughs> I sang like a prayer, you know, uh-huh. to help out. Um, it was for the Good Grief Trust, yeah. which, uh, yeah. So, yeah, we, I met a lot of the original cast there. I remember being starstruck myself um, and just saying to them, oh my God, you're amazing. And they're like, you're amazing. And I'm like, what? <laughs> I watched you, you didn't watch me. And then, but the um, Roly, <laughs> he was like, you're a great actress. I was like, you watch me as well. I'm just, I was just blown away. So we yeah. actually watch each other and respect each other. And I made so many friends that night. The, oh, the original cool. cast are beautiful. Yeah. I was just gutted that a lot of my my cast weren't there. Yeah, not enough of us were there. Right. <laughs> but you were there flying the flag, so that, that's Yeah, okay. exactly. <laughs> that's okay. Okay. So as I say, we are sort of coming up just towards the end. And I've got just a few questions which are all Grange Hill related. Okay. okay, so right. I mean, you've said that you watched Grange Hill. This is where I. Uh, this is where. This oh. is where. This is where you can prove it now. Okay. Oh no! Don't quiz me. <laughs> it's not. It's not no, a I'm quiz. Scared. It's not a quiz. <laughs> but other than Bryony Jones, who is mm. your who is your favourite character in Grange Hill? <laughs> this is so. This is just. Oh, this is my inner child talking. That you know, Faye. Yeah. <laughs> Because I just thought she looked like a princess. I was a child at the time, so I was like, she's a princess and she's yeah. beautiful. I want to be her. Yeah. Right? <laughs> and then, like I said, on the 40th uh, anniversary, I actually met her. And uh-huh. I remember saying that to her. I, I regressed to an eight-year-old. I was like, you're so beautiful. <laughs> and she, her answer was, 
are you talking about? Look at me. <laughs> I was like, yeah, but you. <laughs> so it was like, it was, she's lovely in real life as well. So, yeah, just because she's beautiful. But she's, yeah. no, she's a great actress as well. Um, yeah. Yeah. And uh, what was the question? Yeah, my favourite. Okay. Todd Carty as well, of course, because he's Todd Carty. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Everyone loves him. And if you couldn't have played Bryony Jones, uh-huh. Was there another character in the program you would have liked to have played? Ooh, that's a really good question, Neil. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, do you know, it would probably be Danny because he gets to ride on his motorcycle and be a bad boy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'd love to be a bad girl. Yeah, yeah Danny. Yeah. Danny Harton, wasn't it? Yeah, Danny. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he was a bad boy, but he wasn't really, was he? Everyone thought No, he, was. he wasn't, but you, you think he'd wrote, you know. Yeah. Every, he, he had that. Yeah, he was a... Uh, <laughs> they uh, thought he was a bad boy. He was yeah. misunderstood. He was. He was. Okay. Okay, then. So, the last the last question, Renee. Um, yeah. Wh- why do you think there's still such a huge affection for Grange Hill? Wow, that's another good question. I... I don't know, actually, because it's really long lasting, isn't it? Mm-hmm. The TV series come and go, and there's been a lot of really good ones as well. And Great Shield is brilliant. Yeah. But it's, the longevity is incredible. Uh-huh. Um, I think you'd have to ask the fans. But if I if I had to guess, I think it's because storylines are so good and they're so relevant. Yeah. And they're not afraid to go there. You know, like we yeah. said at the beginning. Um, and I think people need that, you know, to relate to, especially the, the, the children. Yeah. They need to know that the people, the issues that they're going through, people are going through them as well. So they're not yeah. feeling alone, you know, uh, yeah. we need more of that. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. And, you know, unfortunately there isn't anything, is there? Yeah. And I know when children's BBC changed their policies and all children's BBC programs had to cater for under 11s mm. and, and that's when Phil Redmond's sort of said, oh, well, then there's no point. In Grange Hill, because that's not what it's—that's not the audience for Grange Hill, and he, he couldn't do what he wanted to. And I think that was obviously why he pulled the plug on it. But no, that's it. I mean, that's that's as you say there. You know, the storylines were were relevant and they were groundbreaking, weren't they? I always, I used I must use the word groundbreaking more than any other word when I'm when I'm on here. But it's because, true. Because you it know was. what other word? Yeah. What other word would you use? That yeah. that is Grain Chill. It's iconic and it's groundbreaking. Those are the two words I would yeah. say about it. And that's why I'm so proud to be part of the family. Um, no one can ever take that away from me. It's like no. I am part of the Grain Chill family and I am proud of that because it's a British institution, it right? Is. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Okay. Well, listen, Renee, I nearly called you Brian then. Renee. Thank you so much uh, for oh. coming on and, and, and giving up your time. And, and, My pleasure. And, no problem. <laughs> your, your experiences and stuff. And, you know, uh, hopefully we'll see a lot more of you on, uh, on stage again soon. Please, um, please. I'll let you know. But, but yeah, no, but thank you so much for coming on. It's been great. And for anyone who's listening, I'll speak to you next time. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Oh, bye, Neil. Thank you. (laughs) During this episode, Renee mentioned her live streaming. You can catch her at sessionslive.com forward slash Ren's Jukebox every Wednesday at 8pm UK time.